Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic University with your host, Maria Paith. Maria is a spiritual teacher, a life and soul coach, and the angel decoding expert. Her book, Angel Decoding, Secret Keys to Communicating with Your Angels, is available on Amazon, and you can find her on the web at www.mariapaith.com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H dot com. Listen now as Maria shares her wisdom to expand your spiritual awareness and increase your personal joy. Hello, Maria Paith here with Maria's Angelic University. Um, Today we're going to talk a little bit about definitions, talking about defining angels and guardian angels and departed loved ones, spirit guides. Um, These are like, you know, big, uh, the archangels. And so just getting into some definitions so that people can feel a little more comfortable when I speak of the different angels because sometimes when we speak about angels, people think that we're talking about the angels that we see, you know, with depicted with wings and the idea of, of um, a, a guardian to support each one of us. And sometimes people are saying, well, my angel is my grandpa. And that's actually a departed loved one which we call angels too. But so it's nice to kind of uh, work through these definitions so that we have more clarity and understanding um, when we're, when we're doing the, the work that is ahead of us. So let's jump right in here and, and define angel, right? So the um, term angel can be found in Webster's Dictionary, and it actually means messenger. Angels themselves, like the letters in the alphabet, um, can appear in many forms, each one with its own, you know, mystifying name. Typically, angels are considered celestial beings that are non-physical in nature. Many references to angels occur in the Holy Bible. For example, when Jesus speaks of 12 legions of angels in the book of Matthew, um, the, the Jewish canon, specifically the book of Enoch, ref- references seven archangels. Medieval angelology mentions nine orders of angels. And each frame of history and nation appears to have its own niche in the angel world. So for the purposes of this book, I will focus um, specifically on several powerful archangels and then the idea of the guardian angels and then our departed loved ones, who many, as I said earlier, reference as angels. So um, for the purpose of learning and growing in the university, uh, we want to kind of all be on the same page, right? So angel is messenger. Guardian angels. So I believe that each of us has been blessed with our own guardian angel. I believe that God shared a moment with us before birth and, and literally said, you know, here's a part of me to always be with you. 
these guardians follow us into the world then, and they promise to guide and protect us and encourage us on our life path. I believe they are the essence of God's light, a state of grace in our world, and they tag along with us, waiting to be called upon. And we are blessed with free will. So free will is a baffling concept that allows each of us to choose the direction of our life at any moment. And we often, you know, choose to stumble through life, discovering, you know, what does and doesn't work. And that's the process of learning on the earth school, isn't it? And for us, you know, learning and growing along the way, making adjustments, However, our guardian angels are bound by this decree of free will, and they will not interfere with our free will unless it is to guard us from the dangers of an untimely death. So they take their job very seriously, and they wait patiently until we reach out in faith and ask for their help. So pray to God and ask your angels to help you in every area of your life, for they will do so with grace and gratitude, and they enjoy. So um, many people who've come to see me for individual angel readings and spiritual readings ask me, you know, who are my guardian angels? And although each of us have been blessed with at least one angel, There are many of us who have at least two or more. I have seen a grand number of angels around people when others have been praying for them, when they're quite prayerful themselves, when they are, um, you know, actually in a a state of of sadness. It seems like more people might pray, people in grief, um, you know, come surrounded by by really um, sometimes a room full of angels. So the number of angels around us at any given time is is not finite and often represents a message being conveyed. So I regularly refer to the angel numbers 101 that you can actually access angel numbers online these days. Just Google angel number and then put in the number like 444 means angels are all around. And the um, if you see a number repetitively, 111, or you see, you know, other numbers keep seeing like, you know, 2121, then look that up and just see what 21 means. Um, I do use my angel decoding book um, in the back. There is a reference for the number, the numerals one through nine, as well as zero, so that you can um, have an idea of what the meanings may be for some of these numerals as they show up. Um, But when, um, you know, a, a, a definite number of, of angels are around a person in one of my readings, I may um, see the number, or I may sense the number, or I may hear the number, or I may actually, you know, see them in front of me and count them. And the specific number of angels that present themselves may bring a message. For instance, um, if we see the number 12, 
then in angel numbers, one means think positive and two means keep the faith. And so I immediately will say, you know, there are 12 angels around you today, and perhaps their message for you is to think positive and keep the faith. And that can be a very important message for the person um, at that time. It, it's all, you know, it all depends, of course, but um, it could also be a, a number that indicates a day or a year or a time um, that is significant to them. But I do get in the habit of counting the numbers and seeing them and understanding that they bring a message for the person that I may be doing a reading for, just as they will bring a message for you. Um, so a specific number of angels can, you know, be, have a meaning. But going back to this idea um, of, of, of guardian angels, so from a metaphysical perspective, guardians are etheric energy. So they're a part of God's essence and, and love. And so in being this way, they are egoless and they do not have individual identities. We p place identities or names to them, which is fine, but we're talking about guardian angels that have been assigned to at birth, not our loved ones. So the angels always want what is best for us, holding our highest interest at heart and supporting us with unconditional love and, oh my goodness, tenderness. So no task is too difficult for them and or too small. So guardian angels, and you can call upon them at any time. Remember that they're probably waiting and some guardian angels may have cobwebs on their wings because they've been waiting so long. So ask away. Um, in the previous session that we just had the episode last week, it, we spoke about how to ask for your guardian angel's name. And so you may want to refer to last week's episode if you want to recall how to ask for your guardian angel's name. It's very simple, but again, a very important aspect of communication. Let's go on and talk just a little bit about departed loved ones. So we also call those that have crossed over, those people that have made a transition to heaven, those that have passed away, those that have died, we call them angels. And after a period of, of adjustment in their new, it, it, really their new existence in spirit world, um, the our, our departed loved ones typically will check in on family members and friends that are still living on earth. And we can feel them. Sometimes they check in immediately. Sometimes they're already, you know, connecting with you upon their depart. They're um, having departed and they're hugging you as like, as, as if to give you a last goodbye. Um, often the time in heaven, as we say, or the time in space is different than the time on earth. The earth energy is much slower. And so we, we did really don't have any way of measuring how long or how, um, what kind of time a person departed has spent away from us. For us, it could be like a day, and for them, it could be like a year. Um, and so there is no way of, of shifting that. There is no time and space. But we know that departed loved ones, after 
leaving their essence, their their body, their their um, you know their physicality. They connect with their um, the heavenly, as we would say, remembrance the other heavenly souls that they knew from before. They connect with their own guardian angels again. They connect with um, their guides. They 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 connect with. Um, their council, they meet with the council. We know that um, they often touch the face of God. And so after this period of adjustment, they will come and check in on you and those that are still living on earth. And having been human, they have a recent understanding of what the human condition is like. And they seem to, you know, connect more intimately with you in the way that that you remember them. So when I am doing a session, I feel a person's personalities. They seem to linger and and they present, you know, a likeness of who they once were. They present a likeness through feeling, through emotion, um, sometimes through words. Um, sometimes I see them um, and also have impressions um, of them. And you can too. It's very subtle. You know, still they're new to the spirit world if they've just transitioned. So they may not be um, the best source of guidance because you may not, you know, have asked Uncle Jimmy about how to raise children. And now you're asking Uncle Jimmy because he's in heaven. No, you can ask your guardian angels that question. You can ask your Aunt May because maybe she had better grasp on children. Um, but we do miss our loved ones so much, and we want to know that they are happy, perhaps even joyous, and that somehow they're watching over us. This is a very common theme, and that you know, many times we find ourselves wondering if they are attuned to our current situation, our successes, our challenges, and if they're even aware of how much we miss them, and if they you know, have any messages for us. So connecting with our departed loved ones is is easy, um, and and it's as easy as like just thinking of them, because actually when a departed loved one comes to mind, it's most likely because they are in that moment nearby. So say hello and and feel their loving energy. Um, sometimes we might smell them um, or have a a. a a feeling, a knowing, a, um, we might see a ray of sunshine, a butterfly, a bird, um, an eagle, and think of them, um, or, you know, like coins and, um, and a particular, you know, tree that's, uh, that you remember them by. You might actually have a, a vivid dream of, with, an experience where you see them and receive a message. And this type of dream is considered a genuine visitation. Um, I do cover more information, you know, later about this. Uh, but right now we're just really talking about the definitions um, here. And our last definition to talk about um, before we close for today is about spirit guides. So spirit guides have lived on earth at one time or another, usually though before your birth. Guides uh, will meet with you before your incarnation in, in soul form and lovingly agree to support your current life. So in some way you have chosen each other because of their wisdom and 
perhaps their focus, and perhaps your destiny on earth at this time. So they understand the human condition. They have the responsibility of bringing balance to your life. Um, many guides have the experienced the experience of what you might need in this life. And again, why you perhaps chose them. A teacher might choose a, a guide that had experienced teaching in the past, for instance. Um, a, a musician may choose a guide that has been a, a, you know, a cherished musician or, or perhaps the best one on the earth. Um, many guides have experienced the most difficult of human challenges also, heartache and loss and betrayal, devastation, rejection, guilt, envy, greed, and grief. And so due to their scope of human experiences, they have grace with wisdom and then immeasurable compassion. And that is important for us as we go through life, that we have this spirit guide that understands the full curriculum that we may be experiencing on earth. And they can be a really integral teacher and guide at instrumental time in supporting us through, um, you know, the, the life challenges and, and also in creating structure in our lives and helping us to um, infuse creative energy that when we need it. Um, so you have to call on your angel guides too, and there's no limit to the inspiration they can provide. So um, another one of my mentors, um, Sonia Choquette, is especially fond of spirit guides. And I really enjoyed her book, Ask Your Guides, Connecting to Your Divine Support System, um, which is a, a beautiful book. She suggests that we call on guides for every category that we can imagine. A joy guide, the organization guides, the schedule guides, the advice guides, the childbearing guides, the marriage guides, the medicine guides, the healing guides, the nature guides, art, music, success, you name it. Um, you can also call on angels with these very same impressions. The difference will be, though, that angels have not experienced the more devastating of life challenges for humans, so they don't always understand our learning curve. And so a spirit guide will have a little more um, compassion and patience in some of those areas that we need as humans. So each of us has a support team. That's what you need to know from the higher realms. And, and we only need to hold an intention of what we need to have the support manifest. Spirit guides like angels and our deceased loved ones are bound to the spiritual laws of free will. So they can help only if we request their assistance and allow them to support us in our lives. So it's always safe and smart to call on the divine wisdom of the heavenly guides. It doesn't hurt a thing. You might as well invite them in. And our divine helpers are provided by God to sustain us and to enrich our human experience. So this has been the definition of, of angels, of guardian angels and departed loved ones. And again, an encouragement for you to call on all of our spiritual support system. And of course, 
we can call on these helpers of God, but we pray to God and we ask our angels and our spirit guides and our departed loved ones for for help. So it has been wonderful to spend this time with you. I pray that you will find joy in your expanding awareness of angels and your ability to communicate with them. And as it gets easier and easier for you, the more you practice, the more you spend time being more joyful and more loving. I thank you for today and this time and have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week. Until next week, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Angelic University with your host, Maria Paith. If you enjoyed The Angelic University podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe to Angelic University today by visiting www.angelicu.com. That's angelic followed by a capital U.com. Membership benefits include a free private angel reading or coaching session, member-only classes and healing sessions, along with free gifts and special offerings. To learn more about Maria, you can find her on the web at www.mariapaith.com. That's spelled M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H.com. And her book, Angel Decoding, Secret Keys to Communicating with Your Angels is available on Amazon.